Welcome to episode nine of Uncharted Horizons. <laughs> I'm Nicole. That's Brayden. If you're here, you probably know that. Uh, this week, we're talking about our favorite games of all time, um, starting from the NES up till current gen. And my opening question for Brayden was, since we're talking pretty much consoles and handhelds, what is his favorite PC game? Or something that was only playable, I guess, on PC, you know, back in the day, those CDs and such. Yeah, so that's an interesting question, because I obviously, like, I play a lot of stuff on PC now, um, but it's different from back in the day where, you know, it was a lot more limiting. Um, or maybe not more limiting, but, like, the games were not at the level they're at now, and I, I feel like I remember playing, like, games like Doom on PC back, like, the OG Doom back when I was, like, 10, 9, maybe, like, 2002, because my dad had it. Um, Doom was obviously really fun and kind of an enjoyable one, but honestly, I feel like... I feel like I remember playing, like, Oregon Trail even back in the day, going back to, like, elementary school, and it's hard to pick a... It's hard to pick a computer game because I don't know that I really played anything on PC when I was younger that, like, really kind of stuck with me, where I'm like, I gotta go back and play this today. And I was I was more of a, a Nintendo person growing up. Obviously, Nintendo didn't have anything on the computer. Um, what about Pajama Sam? Pajama Sam, well, first of all, <laughs> Pajama Sam is fun. I played Pajama Sam last week on a stream, and it was extremely... The game hasn't aged Challenging. Well. I would say challenging is a fair assessment. Because, it's a kid's game, and you well, got pretty stuck. It's kids in, like, the 90s when everyone was doing, like, LSD and stuff, and it was just easier to, like, process things with existential thought because... I don't know if you... I mean, you, you probably saw part of the stream. I know Brian was here for it. Other people were here for it. It was just endlessly like clicking and you have to be super specific and i don't Point know and click games as a genre though are just fantastic that's pr like a lot of what i played on computer yeah. not like as uh cd games but just like a websites like Newgrounds and stuff if anyone remembers that i think they're, they're probably still running they had like a pretty big platform for uploading um creative content like uh animation and clips and stuff along with their games yeah i I guess I just never really played a ton of a ton of them. Doom would be the one I would pick, to be honest with you, because I think Doom as a whole was is easily the the one I enjoyed the most. So that would be my selection. Would be Doom. Nice. Um, my question for you uh, is: Let me see. I'm reading my I'm reading my note here. All right. This is going to be a bit of a cop-out question, but I'm going to go ahead and and, and, lo and lowball it to you anyway. What are your thoughts on the teaser for Deadpool 3 and Hugh Jackman returning to the MCU for Wolverine? Are you in? Are you out? Where where we stand on that? Oh, definitely in. My friend had messaged me the Deadpool logo that had the three, like, slashes across it, and he was like, Hugh Jackman's back. Confirmed for Wolverine. I was like, bro. I was like, Hugh said he's done, like, sending me this art doesn't like that doesn't confirm Hugh's back just because Wolverine's in Deadpool 3 I'm like that could literally mean anything and he's like no really Hugh's back and then sent me the trailer and I was like you should have sent me that first because that's the <laughs> thing that actually confirmed it and like Hugh Jackman even posted it on his so I was like oh shit like they're serious which is kind of nuts um no yeah I'm definitely in I loved Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and I respected the fact he was done because it's a very taxing role to play as we've seen with a lot of roles of like Dave Bautista being done with uh Drax because it's just like very taxing on their bodies to stay in that kind of shape for a Marvel film but 
Um, no, yeah, definitely super excited. Um, I could see them getting really goofy with it because it is Deadpool. Um, I don't know like how serious it's going to be to have Wolverine back or if it's going to be like super obvious, like them talking about him being done as Wolverine because they kind of did that in their second trailer they did mm-hmm. today where they were like, we're going to clear up your questions. Like this is before Logan. Don't worry, we're staying canon. And then the rest of the questions get like blurred out with some music. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. You can't actually hear anything. And I know people have been pumped for... Um for Wolverine to return to the MCU. And I have to say that I feel as though it would be kind of cool to see a different take on the character, like a different mm-hmm. person if they're going to go forward with it, because if this is really like a one-time thing that he's coming back to play the character, then like, you know, what does that mean for the future of that? But, you know, we have the multiverse thing going on. There's a million other different angles that they could take with it. So I'm I'm, I'm excited about it for what it means for Deadpool 3 as a whole. But I'm also like out to like 2024, which is also interesting. 2024. Seems... Why do I think it was I think I believe so. I might have misread it honestly. I remember the date being like, oh, like that's kind of far, and that's quite a long time for Hugh to continue playing Wolverine if we were gonna get him and anything else. Yeah, um, you're you're right. Honestly, it is 2024. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him anything else. Like I don't think that him being in Deadpool three it means like oh he's back for the MCU roles. It's like I don't I don't think it means that. I think if they if that was an opportunity, they definitely would have like they could they could be I could be wrong and you could be in like Secret Wars or something, but I also don't I would not be shocked if we didn't. I don't know if I told you, but I was telling my friend I could see them using Deadpool three and how Deadpool breaks the fourth wall a lot or third wall to be like, all right, like now that you're gone, like who's replacing you? And then having huh. like either the new Wolverine actor or like ushering in the x-23 era of the girl wolverine that we met in logan and having her take it on the role which would be great because that actor or the actress is at the time now and she's like old enough that i think she could definitely like play a pretty significant role in upcoming movies if they wanted her there yeah that's a fair point too um i liked her uh, i liked logan as well it was just sort of like a very sad kind of like it like it was a classic movie but it didn't leave me like I don't know, it's just a weird one. It's like one of those movies where it's like, it was really enjoyable, but it was also just kind of like a sad, like heavy movie that kind of took a lot out of you as a fan. Surprise with Logan, that like how Wick where they took it. And it kind of, I believe it came out like in between their reboot with the younger cast of X-Men. So like getting to see him and like the old Charles Xavier that we know and like how their story ends was just, oh God, it was, it's so good as it's as its own movie too. Like not knowing anything else about X-Men. It's just like a really like sad story, but done very well. Yeah, and I liked it a lot, and I'm excited about this whole thing, and I know there's talks that Brad Pitt's going to be potentially returning to for Deadpool 3, which I thought was interesting, because he played the cameo role, but who knows? I don't I don't know. I like Deadpool 2. I think it was really good, uh, and I'm actually kind of uh, excited to see where they go with it, but if it's true that, you know, it is part of the MCU and, and all of that now, obviously with the ending of... of uh, the way the way spider-man and venom have been set up and everything where they are bringing these characters over then i'm, I'm interested to see like what tie-in if any it has because i just can't picture deadpool as a serious character like interacting with what i assume is going to be a more serious plot line when you know i Kang, think there's Kang stuff in the comics are. together is probably pretty light just because of deadpool and his nature yeah which yeah. is okay. It's just like no, yeah, I, it'll be like I'll be very surprised if they take it seriously. If they do take it serious, it'll be like the very serious Wolverine, like yeah. dealing with the fucking hyperactive Deadpool and just being like, dude, yeah, just like not not dealing with this shit the whole movie. 
So I like the comedy aspect of Marvel a lot. I think it's it's enjoyable. I mean, I don't know if you saw Thor: Love and Thunder. I think you did because I might have talked to you I about it when we first yeah. before we started the show. Um, I liked that movie, but I had a lot of complaints with it in the sense that like like it was a great movie to like sit down and watch, but like I didn't like how the topic of the movie involves something very dark and sad and, and in, in terms of like what's ailing the main characters and it's just very lighthearted and joking the whole time where it's like i don't know how i'm supposed to feel as a fan watching this like you're telling me this is a terrible thing this person's going through but then you're also trying to like laugh at everything and i just like if the characters don't care why would you sort of thing um but i mean we could always dive into that topic on we haven't even really touched marvel. on marvel yet so we gotta do that at some point too um but yeah so i'm excited about that obviously that's some big news uh, I don't think there's been much else in, in the world of gaming this week, news-wise, that we haven't hit on. We did talk last week about the Assassin's Creed leaker and the GTA leak and stuff, and, and obviously the person who was behind the GTA leak was arrested this past week by the FBI, um, and uh, from what I understand, it was a 17-year-old hacker in London. Uh, That's and, impressive. Which, well, yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, you would think that uh, I've seen all the memes and jokes that now the FBI is going to hire that person to help with, uh, you know, interrogating and doing all the other stuff um, because of the skill set. And, and they do think this is the same person who was associated with the hack of Uber. So, like, these are two big companies. Um, but apparently it is tied to, like, a larger hacking group or organization. Um, so that was an interesting development in that story. I don't know what penalties if any this you know what what the penalty is going to be for this kid or what's going to happen but it is interesting to think that like a massive company like rockstar was able to be hacked by a 17 year old hacker uh and and it brought a lot of information out there so just an update on that story that we covered but uh yeah i think um i think we can probably jump into the main topic here yep and i'm just pulling up our uh absolutely actually i probably won't need it because you'll probably have the stuff on the screen but just in case I yeah i do so obviously we start off with nes uh, you know for our favorite games by system and just a quick shout out guys thanks to everyone who has followed us we are running a giveaway currently on twitter uh trying to give back and sort of you know give back to the community um we're giving out a steam gift card that giveaway actually runs through september 30th so it'll end friday um we are at 97 followers which is kind of crazy so thank you so much to everyone who has followed followed we are very close to meeting the eligibility for affiliate i think we need like after this stream like one more stream and maybe like another hour of content so that'll be easy we can i can knock that out with a bonus stream or something um but that'll give us opportunities for a lot more fun stuff like channel points and different other things we can do and different types of interaction so yeah thanks so much for that and thanks to everyone who has followed even if it was just for the gift card and hopefully you guys will pop in and maybe you'll find something you enjoy that we talk about at some point so uh yeah i also well speaking of which zalo just followed as you know as i live and breathe so thank you so much for the follow there zalo uh, names blocked a little bit by the nes console there um and you can see our socials down in the section i sort of revamped and cleaned that up a little bit on the screen there so we've got the discord and then our socials and obviously you can follow nicole's twitch too right above her name and my youtube channel um so yeah thanks again to everybody and thanks again for the follow let's uh let's jump into it with nes um I'm going to let Nicole go first, but before I do, I just wanted to set the precedent that for a few consoles that are going to come up here, we sort of combined them into one. So, like, Wii and Wii U is one category, Xbox One and Xbox Series X. We did that, like, you can pick either or, just because, like, there's a lot of crossover between those. There's not as many exclusives. Not and Yeah. 
so we just wanted to sort of put or that we out there. Didn't own one of those. <laughs> oh, that's true too. Yeah, you you had you know your Xbox stuff was you know a little bit uh, question uh, blank uh, for certain things. We'll <laughs> no, talk, it wasn't blank. We'll talk about it as we get there. Um, so yeah, do you want to go ahead and start us off here with your yeah. um, NES pick? Yeah, so for NES, and I actually still own this today, which is cool, because my dad kept, held on to his console, which, so this was his, and I don't know when the NES came out year-wise, but I was definitely a child, like, very small child. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paperboy was my pick, so we, I don't know, he had, like, a bunch of, like, racing games and, like, that kind of stuff, which I didn't play, but I remember playing Paperboy, because as a concept, that was pretty simple for me to have played whenever, how old I was, I was definitely young. Um, but yeah, if you haven't played Paperboy, it's really simple. You literally ride a bike and throw papers at people's front door. <laughs> and you have to, like, obviously, like, drive the bike and not hit potholes and cars and stuff and try to get the newspaper, like, onto the front porch exactly where it belongs. And that's the whole entire game. But that's, like, the one I have the most memories of, so that's the one I picked, since that's not really a console that I had spent a lot of time with. Um, but yeah, I still own that and the game today, so that's pretty cool. Interesting. I have never played Paperboy. I mean, I've heard of it, obviously, uh, but I have I think never played it. I have it at Freeplay now, so you it. can probably go really? check it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last time I was there. I did not know that. Um, well, mine for NES is Super Mario Bros. 3. Uh, probably my favorite of the Super Mario Bros. games on NES, and generally speaking, a game that I think is still relatively well held up today. Um, as a disclosure, I obviously, the NES was out before I was born. I didn't play a ton on the NES, so my selection is limited. Obviously, wanting to pick something I actually played, uh, and had some hands-on experience with, uh, you know, the OG, the OG Zelda and some of that other stuff is like a fun sort of, you know, significant thing, but it just never really did it for me. Uh, maybe that's just because I'm, I'm, I like when they started to, you know, 3D a bit more, if you will. Uh, when you got into N64, and that was really my generation of games. So Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, I can't speak today. Super Mario Brothers 3 is a super fun game, uh, and definitely one of the stronger entries in the Mario franchise. So that's that's my pick for NES, based on just a limited selection. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd agree with Mario 2. I probably have played more time with Mario, mm -hmm. because it's obviously accessible in so many places to play the old Mario games. <laughs> but I just picked that's one that true. I could like knew I personally like owned and stuff. But I think a lot of... The Mario stuff is just like a given as the best games on some of these consoles. Yeah, and some are not as strong as others uh, in terms of the consoles themselves, but I think for the most part, um, that is a good one. So, yeah, that's uh, NES. Let's move to SNES. And, uh... So I said when the dog chased you, ah, yeah, there was a lot of, like, it's, it's quite hard. <laughs> like, if you go back to play Vaporboy... There's, like, there's some things. There's, like, ramps in your way, and just, like, you can get hit by a car. Dogs. It's a great time. All right. So, for SNES, which one would you say is, uh, is your favorite okay. there? My favorite from that one was Donkey Kong Country. Okay. So, I was, that's, I don't believe we owned an SNES. So I don't know where I played this, but I looked up the, like, best SNES games to, be like, okay, like, which games are on this console, that which ones that I play. And I definitely definitely played Donkey Kong Country, but I ended up looking it up, and I believe it's been ported a few times, so I think I played it on something else, but it came out for SNES, so that's why I'm counting it. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with Donkey Kong Country. I think those games are great, and I think I also picked Donkey Kong for something else later, but it's okay. It, those, that, it was a fun side-scroller that I had a lot of fun with. I feel like a lot of those that generation of games 
including onto like the Game Boy Advance for like those just like side scroller like run around do that that kind of stuff games and I definitely remember playing this one a lot. Yeah, I actually I I've played very little of the OG Donkey Kong Country, but I really like Donkey Kong on N sixty four and some of the subsequent titles. Other than like the one with the bongos was that Donkey Kong guy. I think never really yeah. got super into that one, um, but. I remember seeing the drums everywhere uh, when I was growing up, and that's just, you know, GameCube was, that was one of the launch titles, I believe. Um, but Donkey Kong Country is definitely a uh, fun one. It's it's hard, too. Like, it's a, it's a tough mm-hmm. game, which, I mean, a lot of those old SNES and NES games in general were a lot more difficult just because of, I don't know if it was, div- like, limitations with, you know, graphical or... or the, the way the planes were structured but either way they were all pretty uh they were all pretty tough for that um time and sorry i'm trying to f- trying to troubleshoot uh, live as we go why some of these things are not transitioning as they should be okay so for me for me here why sorry guys <laughs> this is so this is this is like i've done this a thousand times come on now it's just not taking it. Okay, beautiful. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. This game is a gem in every sense of the word. Uh, not only is it extremely hard, like it's, it's a rare game that's worth a, a pretty good amount. Uh, it's it's really, it's set the stage for a lot of other Mario-based RPG titles in the future, like Mario and Luigi. Uh, and the, there were a few on GBA. I think it was Dream Saga or Mar- Superstar Saga, maybe. I didn't play the Game Boy ones, but I did play this one, and it is extremely fun. It, it's not a full-fledged RPG. There are a lot of elements of platforming-style approach, like in Mario games, but it sort of was a hybrid of the two, and it was really just a really fun game that I would love a remake of or, like, a remaster sort of thing to be, like, brought, maybe. Like, we, they, remakes are either hit or miss, but, like, to, I want to see them do something new with Mario in the RPG field, if, if that makes sense. Uh, because yeah, because I don't has... think I've heard of this one, Legend of the Seven Stars. Yeah, so you've, you said you don't think you've heard of it? I don't think so, no. Not, not by the Seven Stars name. So... I don't know if... Yeah, this is the only one in terms of, like, games. Super Mario RPG. Um, and, and it came out back in... I'm looking at the actual release date. 1996. So, it's, you know, it was a while ago, obviously. Um, but it was sort of... it One of the later titles on the SNES. And they... It's just... It's well regarded by a lot as a great game. Um, again, my SNES experience is limited. I haven't played, like, everything on the system. Um, but I've played a little bit more on SNES than I did on, uh, on NES, obviously. And I used to have one of the, the retro consoles that was, like, you know, the disc knockoff, like, Super Nintendo. Oh, they even actually, no, they released the Super Nintendo, uh, Mini, if you remember that, which GameStop probably had back in the day, and they were all scalped and hard to find. Um, but it was, this was one of the games that was on there. Um, and it's definitely a really fun one. I recommend this to anybody. It's, it's just a really fun take on an RPG with a lot of the traditional elements of Mario games that sort of make it stand out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that a lot. It's definitely a big fave for me. All right. I think I've actually fixed our issues now. So yeah, it ended up updating. Yeah, no, I, I, I figured out why, but all right. N64, it's up. It's up to you. Yep, N64, Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> I don't know if this is my real answer. Noticing but a trend. I've been like asking for Donkey Kong 64 every time that Nintendo does a update for like ever now, and I feel like so is everyone else. Um, this one, this is the one that went 3D, right? 
Yes. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I played, so this is the one I owned. My grandmother actually owned that cool, like, green see-through one with, like, and it had, like, the yellow cartridge for Donkey Kong 64, so I feel like that, like, picture's just, like, ingrained in my mind, so anytime I went over there, I was like, can I play? I want to play the N64. So I'd end up playing Donkey Kong, and yeah, that game's great, and I don't know what Nintendo's doing. They have to be doing either a remaster or, like, anything, but, like, just just port it. Like, why? Mm. Why? It's just so easy. Just give it to us. The people want it. This <laughs> I'm is tr- still holding out hope. This is true, because you could even put it on the Switch Online service like they've done with a lot of those other games, right? Like They could literally just port it and, like, charge money for it, and people would still buy it. So, like, there's just no reason not to. It might be an IP thing, but, like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they own Donkey Kong, so I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Zalo just said, first time chat in the comments. Thanks so much. Great to have you. Said, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire is something I remember playing a lot. On N64? I don't know that I've ever heard of that game, which I don't know. Do Have you? I mean, you're the Star Wars expert here. No. Now I gotta... I was too, like, I was too young for that, you know? Like, I... Whatever I was exposed to for these younger ones is, like, what, like, my parents and my grandparents had for me to play. It wasn't, like, I wasn't able to buy my own console until, I think, the PS4, like, with my own money. Really? So. That's true. That's yeah. true. You are, you know, significantly younger than me, like yeah. four, four years. Uh, Shadows she of the Empire. Is, <laughs> Shadows of the Empire is on N64 and PC, and it looks like it's got some pretty good reviews. I've never heard of it. It's a third-person shooter game, and uh, yeah, it looks cool anyway. I do feel like there's a lot of those older Star Wars games that don't get like that. You know, that I don't even know about. I mean, you didn't. You ever played KOTR, um, which I want to go back and play at some point. And and obviously, like I remember. Was it, like, X-Wing? Like, there was, like, an X-Wing game on N64, too. It was, like, an X-Wing racer. Or, no, it was uh, it was Pod Racer. I don't know if you remember ever playing Star Wars Pod Racer. No, this is Pod Racing. That was a fun one. And I still have never seen the first movie, but uh, I, I know. I know, I know, you I know. You know what I'm quoting. No, I, I mean, I know, but I thought I would just kind of nod and agree. Um, all right, mine is Conker's Bad Fur Day, which is easily the most funny enjoyable N64 game I ever played. And I, I will go on record and say that as much hey, as I love... I guessed that. I don't know if she guessed it or if she just has a good taste in games. Either way. That's yeah. um, <laughs> like... Uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day is amazing. Now, I played this game for the first time when I was like 10. So I was like cool because I was, you know, not literally, but like as you can tell. But I was like, oh, there was swearing and all that other stuff going on. And I was like, haha, I'm playing this. Like, But if you get past the game's like raunchiness or whatever, it's a really fun like, it had a fun multiplayer mode, it had a great, goofy story, and Conker as a whole is just, it's just such a cool character that I wish they had done more with. Uh, they did make Conker Reloaded on Xbox, which was essentially like a remake of this game, it was like graphically upgraded with a few differences, but it doesn't, I mean, the original is just such a great, great game, and yeah, it's just, Rare was just in its element for so long and it's a shame that like we don't see as much from rare now as we did back in the day obviously after microsoft acquired them and 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 other titles like banjo and kazooie which definitely deserves like an honorable mention as a good title on here and donkey kong as well um just a a great era of games i think rare definitely dominated n64 but conquer's such a great game i want to own the physical copy of it again someday it's a really pricey i'm think i'm pretty sure it's like over a hundred dollars um, for the game now because it's just, you know, I guess harder to find but also really popular. And there were some parents outraged by it back in the day and whatnot. But, you know, it did have an M rating and, like, you know, it's one of the few... I don't think there's that many N64 games that even had that that M rating now that I think about it. So that that alone is, uh, is a standout for me. But, yeah, Conquerors is super fun. Highly recommend to anyone who hasn't played it. 
console I want to get but don't own yet. What's that? N64? The N64. Yeah, I have some of like my retro stuff still, but I want <clears throat> the N64. Yeah, my roommate and I had one forever, and it just stopped working. I don't know if the pins broke or what. Like, we've been talking about getting a new one at some point just to have, but, like, it's obviously, like... N64 has a couple of really good titles, but overall is not the best system. I have a yeah. lot of nostalgia for it, personally. Um, but it's just kind of, like, most of the games on N64 don't hold up outside of a small handful, uh, so it hasn't been a priority. But, man, I would love to play Conkers again. And I guess I could emulate it, but it's just sort of one of those games where it's, like... It's just, it's such a great, fun, silly game to play through. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I liked it. And as an adult, I think it still holds up really well. Okay. Next is GameCube, which is my favorite system of all time, far and away. Mm. And let's see That's what you gave us. I've, did you own a PlayStation 2? Did I own a PlayStation 2? Yes, yeah, I but, had. But you know, you know, the best-selling console of all time, in case you forgot. Yeah, no, yeah. I Probably the pre-Skyrim uh, system there. Um, my dad was very much into buying all the systems, you know, whether we could yeah. afford it or not. He would always buy them. <laughs> and, uh, priorities. And that's PS2 a priority. is fun. And I'll, I'll, PS2 is cool. It's a good system. It's the best-selling console of yeah, all time for, for a reason, you know? It's, it's, it's a good system with a lot of great games but it does not hold a candle to gamecube in my personal opinion i just That's think I, I think gamecube and and it may be because i grew up with i played gamecube more i gravitated towards playing games with friends on gamecube more so like they'd all come over and the four of us could play mario party i mean this was a hard one to pick because all the mario party titles on gamecube are fucking fantastic Paper Mario on GameCube. Sun Super Mario Sunshine's a little eh. But, like, there's all the, the Pokemon games. Like, I could sit there and tell you why I love GameCube. And the one that... I'm not going to steal your thunder, so your game you can intro here is one of my favorite games ever. So, yeah, go ahead and, and tell us. Super Monkey Ball. Oh, it's classic. That game... Yeah, so this is also one I still currently own. Um, my aunt and uncle gave me their GameCube just because, like, they didn't play with it anymore. And the only games I was given were Super Monkey Ball. I think Super Monkey Ball 2... It might not be two, it's like pro, it's something. And then um, Double Dash, or whatever Mario Kart was on GameCube. Was that Double Dash? Yes, Double I don't Dash. Know. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. Don't ask what happened to it. I didn't sell it or nothing. Um, so now I only have Super Monkey Ball. But no, this game is a lot of fun. It's super frustrating, but I don't know. I still find it pretty charming, even to play today. I feel like I've played it somewhere recently. I don't know if they made it into like an app or something. I feel like they did, or did something on like a later console but um yeah i don't really have a bunch of memories on this my honorable mention was super smash bro melee which as missouri right. said was the only game i've ever played on the gamecube um that's obviously a classic and super important for a lot of people and it's a great game too but like super monkey ball is one i played a lot and super overrated as well i just want to throw that out there i mean it's not just like the lowest just, the lowest just... tier of smash games um it's just like I would never, I would never critique someone. Obviously, people like what they like. I just, I just poke fun. I just, I, I never got the melee hype. Like melee was really cool when it was out, and then they released like the Wii one, which was like, eh, Brawl was okay. But then the one on Switch and on Wii U, which technically, you know, Brawl, not the one after Brawl. Sorry, it's just, it's just so much better in every way. Like they just expanded upon everything. But you have these like. These diehards in the competitive Smash community that are like, I still play melee. Dead. What'd you say? 
that still play melee. Yeah, but not play. not that they still play melee. I don't care what you play, but they argue that melee is the best is the best one. And I just objectively speaking, like I think it's hard to know without having played competitive because like the my friends that played competitive, mm-hmm. that's like a whole different game for them. Like the way they talk about it is not how I play those games. I pick the fun looking <laughs> characters and. I know how to hit, and I know how to, like, obviously move around and stuff, but, like, they got, like, up smash and down smash. I'm like, what? Just, I'm just I'm just punching you. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, so they take it to a whole different uh, different level, and I think it means something more to them, like, on the back end of the mechanic-wise than it does to me. So I think there might just be, like, something that, like, we're just not getting because we don't play it that way. <laughs> yeah, and I know, I know basic combos in Smash, and, I mean, I'm not, like, I, I'll avoid comment Like, I know the overall pro-competitive community for Smash in the past couple of years have uh, been filled with some questionable people at the, uh, at the top level. Um, but I, I, I do find the game really fun. I just, I, I never got the melee hype uh, fully. But if, you know, hey, people like what they like, I just... Uh, I but monkeys and balls, right? <laughs> I, Super Monkey Ball, I adore that game. I think 2 is just a little bit better, and only because it yeah. had so many more levels. But I used to play, like, there was the multiplayer modes on that. You could play with friends where it was like, you'd have to, like, go down the ramp and fly out to the islands and see who could get the farthest and do all the little challenges. I think I played that game on, so it has, it has like, beginner, median, and, and expert. And the expert levels are fucking brutal like after the first like four they just become extremely difficult where you gotta throw your computer i mean throw your controller through the screen um but i remember my friend and i got through almost all of it on expert and it was just it's it's really fun but really challenging uh i want to play that game again i know banana blitz came out on the switch actually which was basically like a re yeah a re they took like the first two games with a few like bonus levels or something that game is something i really want to try but Mine, I'll show you the physical copy first before I actually pop it up on screen here. Mario Kart Double Dash easily, easily takes it for me. I adore this game. Um, It's my favorite Mario Kart by far, but I will acknowledge it is not the best. Um, Obviously, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is basically perfection in the kart racing genre but i played this game growing up and i always thought the the whole tandem thing with like you and another like having two characters and switching them and how the weight differentiated the car double dash as a whole just is just such a good game and even though it is like a lot of nostalgia for me the whole tag team mechanic and being able to like choose the way you play and play with friends but also just i can't say enough good things about how much i enjoy this game and it's one of the few game games i actually own um, I, I've said this on previous shows, like, I really want to own more GameCube games just for, like, for They're collection expensive. purposes. They're all so expensive, and it's because people in our generation, you know, probably a little bit more me than you, but, like, it's not that big of a gap, grew up with GameCube when we were kids, and now we're, like, making our own money, and everyone's buying like, these I things. I want to own these things. Like, like you saw it with PS1 forever. Like, PS1 stuff peaked so much, and, I mean, a lot of it's still really high, and, and will probably stay that way for any big-name stuff, but now... With GameCube, it's it's going in the same direction, and there's so many titles that would be really cool to own. That you know, I mean, you go Skies of Arcadia, Fire Emblem, um, uh, what is it, Chibi Robo? I think is another one. Like all hundred dollar plus, almost two hundred dollars on some of them games, and it's just like GameCube has been hit by the market, and the the pandemic probably didn't help that either. But Double Dash is easily my favorite and uh i'm still pretty good at it uh not great inherently at a lot of video games but weirdly enough the two that are on the screen currently are some of my stronger uh performers so if you ever want a 1v1 in monkey ball you know (laughs) see what happens but that's yeah that's mine on this one so let's move on to the next one the wii Mm -hmm. and the wii u 
they're together. Yeah, I, didn't, I just I, I just, ignored the Wii U. I just put it under Wii. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people did, and that's the problem. The Wii U is a great it was system. Redundant. No, it was not redundant. You know why the Wii U? It was like so there was like what, like three games that were actually developed for the Wii U that people liked. <laughs> the Wii U was a fantastic system, and parents had no. Nintendo did not market it well at all. They didn't Look say. Look they it. ended up though. They they were close. They they had to, the Wii U walked so the Switch could run. <laughs> I, the Switch barely runs. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing fucking runs on the Switch. This I would bet true. the Wii U might have had e almost equal processing power. You know, I, I can't argue that. I loved the gamepad, and honestly, the Wii U as a whole. It, like you said, it was poorly marketed. Parents didn't know it was a new system, and that was, you know, who the target audience was buying it for their kids. They just thought it was a, a Wii Pro or, a, you know, the Wii U. There was nothing to distinguish it, and that, that system as a whole, I still feel like is significantly underappreciated in the gaming world. Because obviously, yes, the Switch just did a lot of what it did, but the Wii U, it had a lot of fun games on it. Mario Maker you know, uh, Splatoon, like, tons of stuff that came out on that on that time that I just think are kind of under um, underappreciated. But that's, that's we you know, again, another topic for another thing. I don't want to uh, give too much of that away, but you go ahead. I don't know what this is. Monkey Ball? No, no, no. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> I picked this one because I knew most people might not know what it is, and I've played a lot of Wii, so, like, I feel like Wii was, like, the first console that my, my brother and I owned where we were both like old enough to like actually enjoy a bunch of games so we I still have our entire Wii collection I probably have I don't know over 30 games and I still have the Wii um just because like we, we kept it and never got rid of any of them yeah, um Wii Endless too. Ocean is literally like my dream as a child <laughs> like I grew up wanting to be a marine biologist so like when this game came out and I don't even know how I acquired it like the best thing you could ever imagine and for it to be a Wii game like it was it was awesome like you were a character on a boat and you would take the boat different places and then go diving which is like what the entire point of the game was literally just like free scuba diving and you would just find sea life like record things like interact with them take photos and it sounds like it would look really shitty but like, I feel like if you looked it up you'd be like pretty impressed that that type of game was on the Wii. And they actually came out with a sequel, which I bought recently. Like, recently, I mean the past few years that I haven't played yet. Really? So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I would, like, so wish I had a PC and a capture card so I could, like, stream shit like that. Um, but, yeah, Endless Ocean was very cool. It was, like, scientific, too. So, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, look at that manta ray. Like, if you interacted with it and the more, like, you did, you would get, like, more facts about the animal. Um, but I also remember it being a source of my nightmares. <laughs> there was a part of the game... Where if you went down deep enough, you would enter the abyss, pitch black. Really? Just darkness. And you'd have a, like, your flashlight as you're scuba diving. And, like, literally pitch black. And this fucking, like, evil, like, nasty-ass looking shark would, like, swim by. Or, like, whale carcasses. And I was, it was terrifying for me. And I was old enough to not be terrified of a video game at that point. But it was scary. And would I be scared in the real life if I was swimming in a dark abyss? Yes. <laughs> so... I think it was just, I don't know, I think they did it really well. Um, I want to get back and play the sequel someday, because it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah um, definitely a very cool game. And then my shout-out for that one was Mario Party 8, because like, that was like my solo game. But as far as like what I played with my friends, what I played with groups was Mario Party 8, and that was a fucking great Mario Party, if you got a chance to play that one. So it, it's really funny that you say that, and I promise I'm not just like saying this to your balls. I despise Mario Party 8. Like, I love that and 9. I 9 was 
worse. No, I don't remember not like I remember not being super enthused with nine, but I no. feel like eight had a lot. So the to reason it. I didn't like eight is because, and this is just my I love the Mario Party games as a whole. Uh, for disclosure, I think they're wicked fun. Like I recently been, have been playing the one on Switch with friends, but like the GameCube ones are fucking are gems. Um, I didn't like eight because it felt like that was the one with the game board, right? Where everyone's all in the board, uh, all in the boat, and you're all moving together at the same time. The one on the Wii, right? No. I don't believe so. I looked up to make sure I had the right one. Hold, please, while I do you're, live you're, research. You're playing on a board, but you're not moving together. Um, they had, like, Goomba's Boardwalk on that one. They had... I'm trying to think of, like, the other maps. They had, like, I think, like, Boo's Castle. Hold on. They had... Hold, please. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of quick uh, research live on the fly. Maybe I'm thinking of Mario Party 9. Yeah, because I remember not liking 9 and 8 was, like, the classic that we always played, and that one had... Um... I don't know. I feel like the mini games and stuff. It might just be the only one we had, and that's why it's my mm-hmm. favorite. But I feel like I, when I played the other ones, and especially like the most recent Mario Party they did, I was very like underwhelmed with it. And like their superstar thing that they came out with was better mm-hmm. than their new Mario Party. So. so, have you played the Switch one, the one that came out like a year ago, or a year and a half ago? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they came out with the new Mario Party, but then they came out with the All Stars Superstars, whatever it was, where they made like the old maps into a that's new game, what okay. That was- that yeah. was better than the actual, like, new Mario Party they made recently. Yeah, so the one that's on Switch, the, the most recent one, Mario Party, I think it's called Superstar, uh, if I'm right, has yeah. basically all the maps from all the old games, you can unlock them, and then all the mini games from all the old games, and they, like, mix up, and you kind of play, and then I think right. there's a few, like, tweaks, and they basically remastered. It's That one's really, really fun. Um, I like it a good, lot. Yeah. I, I just remember after 7 and up until the Switch one, I just felt like Mario Party went significantly downhill for a little while. Um... And I think it was just because it kind of lost the the core of what made it fun. But I don't. I maybe misremember the one on the Wii. There might have been two, so maybe that's why. I just remember one of yeah. them that came out for the Wii U, and it had a Mario amiibo with it. It was like a gold one, and I like pre-ordered it, and I was so excited. And I just, I was not. It was not for me. But I definitely like Mario Party as a whole. Yeah, I just looked up eight. This is definitely the one that I meant to say. Yeah. Because the this is the good one. Yeah. I mean, I. I'll have to look at it more later to see if I'm misremembering. But again, just because you liked it or I didn't like it doesn't mean anything. But I'm just, I just thought it was funny because I thought, like, I, I, lo- I mean, granted, like, the originals on N64 don't hold up super well, especially because they're so limited in terms of, like, what mini game And they have, didn't have a lot of mini games and they didn't have a lot of board interaction, whereas, you know, now it, it's kind of changed. But I, uh, I, I really like those as a whole. I think they're wicked fun games to play with friends. And weirdly, my friend's dog is afraid of Mario Party for some reason. Whenever we all play, he just, like, he gets all freaked out. I don't know if it's, like, the noises or the characters or what, but he'll sit there and, and watch anything or interact with anything, and he's fine. But when Mario Party comes on, he gets all he gets all freaked out. I don't know. It's very weird. Um, but, anyway, Endless Ocean sounds neat. I wish I didn't, I don't... Your Wii symbol's gone. Never heard of it. Why? Wii! Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't Yeah, I think, I, the, I think the number two was called, like, Blue World or something. Blue, yeah, it was. I just looked it up. I was like, "How is there an endless ocean?" And then there's a sequel. The ocean would. I didn't would... know about it, and now I have, like you said, now that we're adults that have money, it's like, oh, well, I can buy that. <laughs> some, some of us. I need to get uh, around to it. I think it's good. Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, hey, you could stream it. Uh, I like if you like, you could use Steam. Steam has the ROMs, the emulators that you can download. Like I've used it for stuff before. Although, true. I think I would still need a PC though, because that's true. Yeah, my but I mean, will literally die. We can all hope that at some point you'll get a PC. 
That's like that's like going to PlayStation and never buying an Xbox or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you a PC for Christmas. You could leave it on the shelf. No. <laughs> you can leave it on the shelf and not use it for four months. Um, like Persona. No, I'm just messing with you. All right, so uh, next up is here we Splatoon. I have I adore this game. Um, I think Splatoon was so much fun. And that one came out on the Wii U. I don't remember if it was even... I don't think it was on the Wii at all. I think it was Wii U exclusive when it first came out, and then they, they yeah, recorded it to Switch. Splatoon, I think it was just extremely fun for a shortish period of time. And, and, and the one thing I will say is I know the new one came out and people like it a lot. I have considered it, but I just don't know whether or not I would like invest my time into it enough to warrant buying it. Because as it is, I'm already behind on games, and I do spend a lot of time, like free time when I have it playing, like, dead by daylight Fortnite, whatever so like am i you're talking about adding another game like that into the rotation and then i'm just farther away from that but the the fun i had playing splatoon especially you know when it first came out it was just such a cool like unique take on you know i mean it was it's not reinventing the wheel it's it's you know it's an fps but the way nintendo did it and then the the memories that i have playing it and just how much i enjoyed it when you're selecting from the rather limited pool of games that the wii u and the wii had in terms of like really noteworthy exclusives that aren't super mario galaxy which i like a lot but it just doesn't doesn't hit the same for me um i just think splatoon is is a great game first use of the ip like that was the first Splatoon yeah. thing ever. yeah and that was also i think like one of the first times nintendo had i mean nintendo doesn't really release a lot of, a lot of new ips and why would they i guess like they make enough money yeah. off of what they have i'm not like now we're up to number three yeah, I know the third one just came out recently, I believe. I don't know if it's actually yeah, out yet. Like but... a week or so ago. Um, um, yeah, it's out though. But huge fan, love Splatoon. If anyone's played the new one or has any thoughts on it, definitely interested to hear what you think because, you know, maybe it's one it's worth grabbing at some point for me. I just, right now, it's like I have, I have terrible organization management with games where I'll start one game before I finish another and then I'm, I'm 7,000 games in and I don't have anything finished. Um, I really, I'm, I'm cutting it close with Ragnarok because. I got to finish God of War and I got, you know, a work trip coming up soon or I'm going to be away. It's just, there's a lot, I gotta, I gotta hanker down and churn out what would probably is like five hours of gameplay left maybe, but it's just, I keep letting myself get distracted by other things. Okay. Uh, next up is the switch, which of course, uh, is going to be Nintendo's primary console till at least 2035. Um, uh, yep. and <laughs> I wish they would make a new one at some point, but uh, yeah. You know what's hilarious? Just like a random tangent, though, is that I feel like the screen that's in the PSVR two is like better and more capable than the Switch. Uh, like that unit. I don't know too much about the PSVR, so I can't comment on that one too much. But uh, I wouldn't shock me if Sony's quality of screen. Well, their their screens in OLED, so they already are competing oh. with uh, Nintendo on that one. I don't know how that's going to be for my eyes being that close to one, but. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure my um, iPhone SE has better processing power than the Switch, but that's, you know, again, another, yeah. another conversation for another time. <clears throat> so um, tell yeah, us what so you got. Switch, I picked Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, so I feel like the Switch has so many good games that have come out, like, specifically for that, like Mario Odyssey, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Like, there's definitely a bunch of, like, easy exclusives for me to be like, yes, this one, this one, this one. I picked Fire Emblem Three Houses because I think this is somewhere in, like, my top favorite games of all time in general like maybe somewhere in the top 10 i'd have to like really think about it but i never have mm -hmm. um i don't play fire emblem games this is my first one and i also don't like turn-based 
games at all. <laughs> like, Pokemon's, like, the rare exception, and even then I get tired of it, which is why I liked Arceus so much. Um, I don't know why I picked up Three Houses. I was working at GameStop at the time, and there was a bunch of marketing on it, and the idea seemed really cool. Um, and, of course, they have, like, the university aspect, um, and I don't know why that I, like, enjoy that so much when I really didn't like being in school, for real. <laughs> so, but it's like, oh, I get to be a student? Hell yeah. Um, but, yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses was, like, fucking complete surprise for me how much I liked it. They had a really cool, um, like, split between their gameplay where you were, like, a student or you ended up being, like, their professor. Um, you have all the characters to talk to, so, like, the RPG part of it I really, really liked and, like, managing the um, abilities and, like, what I did with my free time. And then out on the missions, which is, like, the turn-based grid action, which is, like, what I never play was still really fun. I don't know what it was about it, but I was really into it, and maybe I would like more games like that, and I just think I don't like them, and I could actually like them. <laughs> um, but the worst part about this is, even though I fucking love this game, and I tell people it's one of my favorite games as I haven't finished it, <laughs> there's a notable cut in this middle of the game where a giant time skip happens, and I'm there, and I haven't gone past that. So if anyone's played this game, they're going to hear you haven't played past the time skip and be like, what is wrong with you? Um, and yeah, so I really like the game for what I've played of it so far, and I think that if I finished it, it would probably cement itself as, like, one of my favorite games of all time. But I need- I feel like I've been so far removed from it that I might have to go back and restart, which I don't want to do, so I might just do, like, a story recap from that- from where I am. Just to get But yeah, I highly- highly recommend it if you have, like, any interest in RPGs at all, and, like, cool anime characters, and, like, building relationships, and, uh action-based like grid stuff at all it's very good okay yeah i and it was never really my thing i have a lot of friends who really enjoyed it uh i know that the whole relationship building and all the different stuff you can do is definitely something that people had a lot of good uh, good things to say about it so uh I'm, I'm sure people are pumped for the new one um and i'm sure it'll be good because i don't think there's been a lot of fire elements that have been outright bad as far as i'm aware but I mean, I could be wrong. I feel like they have, they know what they're doing and they do it well and their fan base likes it so it's like they never really have to worry about getting being like too far from it but which is true they did a really cool thing with their with their house system they had different characters depending on like which house you're in like very harry potter like oh you have these type of people you have those people so like picking the house really mattered because those are the characters that you could interact with the most um Makes sense. so if you wanted certain friendships then you could even like poach kids you could be like i want the one from the other team and like steal them but yeah oh, fair it was enough. a good time what's your harry potter house gryffindor Ah, uh, Slytherin. Yeah, that makes sense. I, say, I, I, I you strike <laughs> me as a Gryffindor, but I took the I took the test once just for fun because I had a friend who's a big Harry Potter fan, and I, I it was a Ravenclaw, I think. I don't know. It seemed edgy that and cool, but you have a very Gryffindor vibe. All right, so I think uh, that was my second house. I took a quiz that like did it by like actual personality traits, and like Gryffindor was like the second closest. So There's only four, right? Uh, yep. I do want one of those sorting hats, though. That would be kind of cool. Uh, mm. Alright, so for me, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, this one was a no-brainer. Um, the Switch has a lot of great titles, but Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is just the... It's just... It's in my... I don't think it's that hot of a take to say it's one of the best games of all time. Um, we talked about it in our best games of all time. No? I don't think so, are we? Oh. Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, She's no. Okay. Uh, I'll restart just in case, but Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is, is my Switch pick uh, for my favorite game. I think it's an incredibly fun game. It's borderline perfection in the kart racing genre it's a great game standalone 
Um, you know, they've still supported it up to now. Uh, a lot of people have wondered whether or not there is going to be a new one at some point, which, I mean, maybe there will be, but it's just hard to build on what they've achieved there without, I mean, it would it would really just be like a, a reskin type thing, and makes me wonder if a game like this would almost be better served as, like, a, being a free-to-play game that, like, gets updated and you can buy different carts and skins and characters and stuff, you know? Um, we haven't really seen Nintendo branch out too much into that, into that, field, I guess, um, Pokemon Unite being an exception where it's like, you, you know, that, that game is, I mean, not that it's Nintendo, you know, on it, on the surface, it is made by a different company, but it's a Nintendo game. It's advertised and supported by Nintendo. And that game is free with all the optional purchase stuff. So that would be kind of interesting for Mario Kart to become like a free to play type game, the next one, but you, you know, you have to, I buy think they tried that with the mobile version and it did not go well. I feel like the biggest issue with the mobile version alone is the fact that the game is meant to be played with a controller and with the phone. It's like, how are you effectively True. drifting? And, and then are you using motion control? Like, I don't know. That that to me just strikes me. It's like, I don't know. I get that the mobile gaming market is massive and that there's a need to capitalize on it. But at the same time, some games just aren't meant to be played on mobile. You know, some games just don't need that. Honestly, my plea is that Nintendo someday, which I they probably never will, but reaches some kind of partnership with steam where certain nintendo titles can go on steam because imagine being able to like on pc being able to like get mario Kart and other games like that and play online with other people on steam or cross play like nintendo's very guarded with their ips and obviously for good reason they don't really have to branch out because they're nintendo they basically print money uh just by existing but it would be awesome to see them do sort of like what sony's done and put some of their bigger titles on steam to get even more people access to that type of thing that is my uh, imagine they will, hopping on be cool. <laughs> no there's there's no way right but like uh, imagine hopping on steam and getting into a game of mario party with people or queuing up, you know queuing up for mario party just playing random games with friends if you're not like not everybody owns a switch or whatever like you open up a lot more avenues i think with that but yeah mario Kart 8, it's just a great game it still holds up super well i mean i can't play it for like hours at a time but it's it's a really really fun game and i enjoy it immensely so yeah that's my pick for this nice that's think- a good one it's a solid one it's you know it's I not like what they're doing now with the course pack like i think they should release a full complete game and then um add optional track content and i was surprised how many tracks they're adding it's like a good amount and right. it's a pretty good value if you have the um nintendo switch online pack so you don't have to buy each one yeah and I, uh, it just shows that, that obviously they know how good the game is and how significant it is, is the fact that you still can't get this game on sale. This is still a $60 game. I mean, you might be able yeah. to get an occasional, and that's Nintendo, they don't put a lot of their stuff on sale, but like, you can't. Without the Switch making a new pro console, everyone's like, where's Mario Party 9? It's like, you don't need that. Like, there's no, nothing wrong this, this... with Mario Kart 8. It's not going to be much different. Anything they want to do, they should just add on to this like they are. Like, that's just mm. the smartest thing they can do. Their game's, like, perfect. They don't it, need it, to change it. It really is. Add a... more characters, add more cards, add more tracks. But, like, you don't need to build a whole... Like, it's not going to be m- that different to warrant another $60 purchase. No way. Not not unless they were to release unless a new... Unless they, like, remaster Double Dash. <laughs> I would be the first one to buy that oh that would be yeah so cool. are, like i feel like i have played it and like like you said the co-op or like the two the team two, thing yeah. was like very cool it's just a very dear and that game uh, double dash puts a lot of emphasis on actual mechanics of your cart like if you have two heavy guys in the cart you're gonna go slower but you might have more power like that's cool and mixing and matching not that the new mario kart doesn't have that with like the different gliders and stuff and, and again it's clearly on the list so it's definitely one that uh that is great, but we're going to move on to a different uh, system here. We're going to move on out of Nintendo, and 
We have some uh, Nintendo stuff at the end, handhelds, but that's pretty much going to pull us out of Nintendo for now um, as we move on. So uh, we're moving on to PlayStation 1, and Nicole, you are up first. Tell us about your... Oh, yeah, uh, I'm, repping, I'm repping PlayStation. I actually really like this shirt. It's like the owner's manual for PlayStation oh, I like that. 1. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's right up there with the Harry one. Potter one. Yeah, I didn't post this one anywhere, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, my PS1 pick, which this is a console I do still own and have my games for, is Spyro the Dragon, the original game. Um, it's it's perfect, all right? I grew up playing Spyro, so I'm, like, partial towards him compared to, like, I also played Crash, but, like, Banjo, Crash, all of those, like, platformers, uh, Spyro was the first for me, so Spyro holds that place in my heart. Um, the game's great. You're just like a little purple dragon running around doing platforming shit and, like, freeing dragons from being crystallized, um... That's pretty much the whole game. You collect some gems. I recently, not recently, maybe within the past like two, five, seven years, I went back to, on my PS1 to 100% Spyro because I just wanted to. Because I knew I could, I can now. If there's anywhere I got stuck as a kid, like I obviously could figure it out now. Um, and so. then like, tw- like in the middle of me playing that, they fucking announced the Spyro remasters, and I was like, oh, okay, so I guess I'll stop playing this. Um, obviously bought the Spyro Ignited, Reignited Trilogy. I haven't played the other two games, I just played the first one again, and they did a very good job on it. So, I forget, I want to say it's Toys for Bob, but that doesn't sound right. I think that's Crash Bandicoot people. Whoever was in charge of their remasters just did, like, a fantastic job. Um, it was really faithful, it still kind of controlled how I remembered it without being, like, broken. They obviously made it work for newer consoles, um... And yeah, I did go ahead and 100% and platinum the first game. So just wanted to throw that out there. Hey, look at you. I know you're big on the platinum thing. I don't have the patience for it, but you are, you've are you done a lot. Once, uh, I was just kind of like, collect all the gems. Like, just, it, that one's not too bad. There is some time trials that made me want to blow my brains out. But I, I did it. I managed. <laughs> Unfortunately, as much as I enjoy them, platformers tend to be the games I struggle with most because I have zero patience and there's so much that's involved patience wise and I'm just like my brand this is why I gravitate more towards different different kinds of games. I did play Spyro. I think I bought I think I bought Spyro from you actually because you had an extra copy of it a couple of years back. Uh and it was fun. I played it and I liked that the Crash Insane trilogy is really good too, but I, I do think Spyro is close actually, but I do think I don't know. I can't. They're fun. They're fun concepts. I feel like they're very cool mascots, and I'd be very happy with like another mainline Spyro game, even though I could just play the other two remasters. Yeah, but sometimes a new one's not bad either. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and I think the remaster <gasps> one's relatively. Because I just unlocked a fucking memory in my mind. Scooby Doo in the Cyber Chase. I do. I feel like I do remember that game. Scooby-Doo I don't. Maybe it wasn't that exact one, but it was an old Scooby Doo game, either on like the PS2 or PS1, and it was it was great. I don't know if I have any idea what that is, to be honest. Um, I remember being like outside and like in a outside of like a mansion or something, like looking for clues, and that's the farthest my memory goes for that one. Interesting. Well, I'll have to look at it. I don't know what. Ah, uh, you have is. my other favorites. So, oh, and then my, my shout out that I wanted to have you include really have... quick was um, oh, yeah, was the. Walt Disney World Quest Magical Racing Tour for PS1, which was literally Crash Team Racing if Disney made it, or Mario Kart <laughs> if it was Disney. So you literally drove around the park in different attractions, like the Haunted Mansion, as Disney characters. And I don't know why they never did anything with it. They did announce on the Nintendo Direct the other day some weird Disney kart racing thing, but like that game, if you played it on PS1, was like gold to a Disney kid. 
Yeah, I couldn't find a pic good picture, but that's why I didn't include it. I was trying to find things that fit size-wise. That's the only reason I didn't have that one up here. Um, but yeah, I, I've actually heard of that. I that might have been one that was on the PS One Classic when that came out a couple. Of it years wasn't. Ago. I no? I talk about it every chance I get, so you probably maybe saw I just me heard you mention it. We did have uh, that. That was super easy to mod too. There was like a website you could just literally download anything onto a flash drive and plug it into the PS One Classic and play like any of the games, which was super cool. Um, underrated little piece of technology. We still have one. Um, in the living room i mean i haven't played it in forever but it's definitely a cool especially with ps1 prices having access to some of that stuff is nice um so i have a i have a, a double here because i couldn't pick one which is a cop-out but it's our show so fuck off um i have twisted metal 2 and crash team racing now twisted metal 2 is easily one of my favorite games of all time i grew up with the twisted metal series i played countless hours of twisted metal 2 as a matter of fact i might have played so much of one that we had to buy another copy of the disc um, I used to play with my cousins, with my friends, with my brother. Like, we'd play it all the time. It's extremely fun. Um, but, God, it does not hold up well. Uh, I recently played it, I mean, I say, like, maybe, like, a couple years ago on the PS1 Classic, and it does not hold up well at all. It just looks like a, a blocky mess. And I kind of wish I had never picked it up again, only because, like, it, I, I remember it so fondly. And I still have a ton of fond memories of it, but, like, good lord, the, the, the years have not been kind to it. Um, but I, it was always my favorite. It had the great soundtrack. It was a little goofier, you know, in terms of like Twisted Metal Black is like dark and, and it was, that was, that scared the shit out of me as, as, as a young person. Twisted Metal Black was like those, the little cinematics and videos and stuff that was, I was unsettled by a lot of that. Um, but this one was just more kind of like, it had the story modes, you know, I don't know what, what as a young person in quotes has to mean, <laughs> but I'm saying when I was like, I don't know, 12, th th so when I was, as a young person, <laughs> yeah, you know, like when I was, when I was young and it was just a spooky game and it would just get into my head, uh, a little bit. Cause those, those cutscenes with, with doll face, when she nails the mask onto her head and all the other stuff into a metal black. Um, but that's, that's a PS2 thing. We'll, we'll talk about it in, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Twisted Metal 2 is a great, great game. Core memory for me, but CTR is just a classic too. And Nitro Kart is amazing, the the one they made for PS4. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. I might have mentioned it once briefly. I actually found a copy of Crash Team Racing sealed at a flea market a few years ago. And oh. the guy sold it to me for $15. And it was a black label sealed copy of CTR. And I... He was selling it for like 40 and I was like, well, I only have 15 and he was like, okay, I take 15 and he, that was it. And it was like the nicest like, like thing that I own, but I didn't really appreciate it at the time. And I think I like, I mean, I got it 15, it was like 90 at the time. I bet you it's more now because it was black label, but I think I traded it in for like a box, uh, a few packs of Pokemon cards or something <laughs> from the store, which I regret so much because for one, like yeah. that would have been such a cool thing to own and, and so hard to find sealed OG PS1 stuff. Like, I'm not, like, a sealed collector because, like, I, that's, it's, you just have to be so financially well off for that or just have stuff from years and years ago. I was just looking online to see what the actual current going rate is of that game sealed. And, and the black label version of that game, factory sealed, is, like, $400. And honestly, it's sad because I had it in, like, 2017 or something i'm not even going that far back and it's it's very pricey for the black label version right. of that game <laughs> i regret that immensely but ctr is a great game and obviously i wish yes. i still had it but um i may mention in the comments resident evil director's cut i i don't i don't love the tank controls on the resident evil games on ps1 
<laughs> but yeah. great game. And she said, honestly, as a young person, young Yungi, Yungi, Yunga. I don't know how you pronounce that. Young guy slays harder. I don't know. She tried young to call guy. me. She tried to call me out on being old today on Twitter, and it said twenty nine's old. And I'm like, this this dude that this this BTS guy that everyone's obsessed about that she retweets all the time is literally twenty nine. Like I don't. I'm basically like the. I'm like the the white Yungi or Yungi or whatever his oh. name is. So. Listen, next. Next up, we're going to move on before you can dispute that point uh, to PS2. And let me get mine off the screen and move on to yours. Uh, Tell us what you got. I forget, so I'm waiting for it to pop up. Oh, okay. Oh, you can't see my screen. Oh, there it goes. All right. Um, Yeah, I picked Simpsons Hit and Run, which if you are a man or woman or a person of taste, you know that this should be everyone's choice. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It, this is very comparable. My other choice, as my honorable mention, was, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, so as my brother, my, my younger brother's three years younger than me, so me and him are playing these games, as you know, we probably shouldn't. Um, we would huh. tell our, our parents, we just want to drive the cars in GTA 3 and, like, end up, like, going to the strip club, picking up the hooker and then killing her for her money. We're not going to talk about that, but <laughs> Simpsons Hit and Run was pretty that. much- yeah okay i'll get back to that (laughs) you know no i guess i'll talk about it now i would (laughs) parents parents would come into gamestop when i'm working and try to buy gta for their kids and i'm like are you sure about that like this game's i'm rated i have to let you know about its graphic content and they're like yeah it's fine it's like is it fine and then i would tell them that story i was just like you can pick up a hooker pay her for her services watch the services and then kill her and take your money back and they were like oh like, just telling you what's in the game. That's what you can do in that game. But anyway. Well, I just want to um, say, at least they paid her. Kids were not happy with me pretty much, like, not, like, game blocking them from getting GTA from their parents. Because they're just being little shitheads and lying. But. (laughs) I mean, at least they paid her for her services. I feel like that's important and teaches kids a lesson that you can't cheap out on expenses. I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't support the killing and robbing of the aforementioned hooker, but I mean, if there's no return policy established, sometimes you just got to take a stab at it. So I don't know. Anyway, literal stab. Well, that too. Um, Yeah. So Simpsons and Run was very similar to GTA in those respects, as far as like the chaos, it's a little less like violent and more inappropriate on like the um language and like i guess subject matter but not in like the gory murder way just being like an inappropriate thing for kids to watch um but it was fantastic as you played through the game you would switch perspectives and be different characters so like the beginning of the game you were homer and i don't really i don't think we ever got to finish it i feel like there was a part we got we kept getting stuck on as kids and i kind of want to like go back and play it again and i've waited for somebody to take it and remaster it or port it or do something and it, i'm not alone i see everyone online talking about the game it'd be it'd be a great thing to remaster it's just a lot of fun um there's like there's missions like you have stuff to do you can visit like the iconic simpsons locations if that was something you watched even if you wasn't it was just like a fun game to play and fuck around in classic game that's the one where homer has the line where he's like i'll pay you in back rubs right where he just like yeah. calls her yeah i remember that game that's that's a great game I, I never... he's like i am smart s-m-r-p oh yeah mm, donut yeah i can't do yeah. the homer impression all that well uh mesa kingdom hearts resident evil 4 and dbz budokai tenkaichi 2 as honorable mentions uh tenkaichi 2 is amazing probably the best dragon ball fighter ever made um 
Resident Evil 4, I mean, unfortunately, I couldn't fit it on this list, but it's just because it there was no slot for it, like, in terms of, like, it being exclusive to something, but it's in my top ten. And Kingdom Hearts is fun. I played the first Kingdom Hearts. I played about half of the second one earlier this year, and I just kind of got bored after the... Like, the story is very convoluted, so, like, I enjoyed the Disney stuff, and then I'm like, eh, what the... I don't... Like, all this stuff with Organization 13, it just kind of lost me. Um, but, you know, those yeah, are... Yeah, as awesome. I said earlier, too, PS2 is best-selling console of all time, you know? That's true, <laughs> There yeah, was no. a lot. That was, that was the other console my brother and I played a lot on, so there's obviously a bunch of games that were special, including Twisted Metal, which I don't know which one it was. I don't think it had a number. I feel like it was just Twisted Metal, but it had to have something. Well, there was Twisted Metal Black one. was the only one on PS2. Really? Yes, and PS1 Was that the had... one with the Eiffel Tower where you could blow it up and no, it would was, fall over and become two. a bridge? That was two. Oh, so that that was on PS2 then, because that's where we played it. Well, it was playable on PS2 because it was yeah. backwards compatible, okay. but it wasn't. Well, yeah, that's really the one. That's the one we played, and yeah. that was obviously fantastic. But... It's the soundtrack in that what game. What you got going on here, Digimon? All right, so this is Digimon Rumble Arena 2 on PlayStation 2, which is probably a little bit of an unknown gem of a game. It's like a hundred dollar game at least, um, and it's extremely fun because it's essentially a a Smash type game where you play against, you know, up to four people, and you can play as a Digimon, but you collect energy, and you can Digivolve throughout the game, and, and it's it's insanely fun game. They made three others, or no, I'm sorry, they made two others. One was the first one, which was kind of regarded as meh, and then they made another one on, uh, I think it was, they came out after this that was not great, but this game as a whole is just a very clean, extremely fun Smash Lake one that I put so many hours into with friends, and it's funny because I played this when I was like 12 or 13, no, probably 12, and then years passed, and then when I was like 20, a couple of friends and I were like, man, I remember playing this game, like, it was really fun, let's pick it up again, and, and it was like a $70 game at that point, like, it had skyrocketed because of scarcity, and it's on GameCube as well, but any copy of it's extremely hard to find. And we went to GameStop one day and bought it, they had it at GameStop, this was when they were still selling PS2 games, but only like a small shelf of them. And they had it for, like, 30 bucks, and I was like, fuck, I'll buy this for 30 bucks, like, whatever. I don't remember what we ended up doing with it, because this was probably, like, probably about, like, nine, eight, eight, nine years ago. But it's gone up significantly ever since. Um, it just, I have really fond memories of it. We used to play with a multi-tap, and it's a really underrated gem of a game on PS2. Um, there probably are other games on PS2 that are really good. I, nothing really stands out to me from PS2 as, like, exceptionally... Like, for me personally, as, like, exceptionally fun. I liked Hit and Run. I, I liked GTA. Uh, and I think Vice City was on PS2 as well. Um, yeah, I think that's one people prefer. We just had three, so that's, like, what yeah. I grew up with. I put a ton of hours in three, because I remember the car dealership. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Shout out to that. Never played Battlefront 2. Um, so I can't really comment on that. Uh, I played the new Battlefront 2, the one that came no, out. No, the PS2 version was so much better. Never played it. Um, Terribly, like not, not like generational improvements, just, but like just it was just a better game. I just I never played Metal Gear Solid stuff, so I know that's a hugely popular franchise. Um, I'm waiting for them to remaster those, so I can. At some point, I'm sure they will. There's good games on PS2. There are. There's just nothing that, that like... I had the Tasmanian Tiger. What else I got over there? Jack and... What, what, not Jack and Daxter. Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes is okay, but that wasn't even a PS2 exclusive. That was on a few oh, things. Oh, it probably wasn't, yeah. I said y'all play Shrek 2 on PS2. No, I uh, can't say Queen I... Teen Titans. That was a great game for PS2. Good and lots of, a good, lots of good show. I like. I mean, I looked up a list of top PS2 games before I made this this choice because I honestly couldn't tell you. 
I just played GameCube all the time. I I didn't really like, like Star Wars. I'm I'm just looking at top PS2 games, and I'm gonna name a couple off. I mean, Resident Evil Four, yes, but I mean, I honestly consider that a GameCube game above all else because it came out on GameCube first and then came out later on those. So my brain doesn't immediately make that connection. But you have San Andreas, which is obviously a classic. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three, Metal Gear Solid Two, which again I did not play, so I can't comment on it. You had some of the Gran Turismo games. I'm just scrolling through, you know. Nothing here strikes me as like, oh, this is a a, a PS2 gem. Kingdom Hearts is, you know, obviously Ratchet and Clank. But those, I didn't play those games. I don't I don't really know too much about bought? them. So I, I know people love PS2. It's just like, I don't, I, I like it. Devil May Cry. I don't know. It's fine. It's just, I think the GameCube is just an objectively better console. Maybe Silent Hill 2, you know, is another one that's supposed to be really good. And, and Metal Gear Solid 3, which I know Isaac was a huge fan of. He talked about that when we did the um, the best games video. Uh, but it just, PS2 never did it for me personally. I, I respect it. It's a good system. It's just, I don't know. I've always been more on the, the side of, I played a lot of Xbox and I played a lot of, um, and a lot of GameCube. Not, not as much PS2. But this was a good yep. one. Okay. Uh, next to uh, PS3, which comes after PS2 and is a fantastic system. So tell us what you've selected. Everyone knows what I selected. <laughs> Skyrim, baby. Unbelievable. The best game of oh. all time. <laughs> I felt bad putting it on the PS3, but that is where it belongs. That's where it came out. And um, Xbox I've... 360. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably like one of the only games that wasn't like a console exclusive, unless I know GTA wasn't either. But like, I feel like a lot of the other ones, because of the, the, the nature of Nintendo, um, it's always like their proprietary stuff. But yeah, mm. Skyrim's my favorite game of all time. I played on PS3 first, and I've played on every console available since, <laughs> including the Switch, including a European version my dad accidentally bought me, which still worked on my PS5. <laughs> Um, so I've played so many versions of Skyrim, it's nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't heard my rant before, I think Skyrim's the best game of all time. Um, I really liked what Bethesda did with it. It's a game that I can replay over and over again and do the same missions over and over again, and I'm still going to be happy playing it. It's a very addicting gameplay loop with how satisfying their bow system is. If you've heard anything from Skyrim, Sneaky Archer's like a fucking broken build in Skyrim, so like you can up your sneak attack to be like time seven and then that coupled with your bow you're just like one shot in enemies and it's a great time um i implore everyone to play it because it's on the most recent generation so you can get a really nice up-to-date clean version of it yeah i believe it's also on the toaster the smart toaster but i'm not sure if I that's think it actually really was out on a test yeah, yeah. like a fridge so i think uh i think it, it hasn't been ported enough i think what we really should do is put it on mobile I think I maybe expressed it for mobile Skyrim. That would be awesome. Put it on the BlackBerry <laughs> so that we can celebrate things from the past that people should move on from and yeah. kind of see uh, see what happens. Uh, Zalo said, I remember going to the midnight release with my brother 10 years ago for Skyrim. That's so cool. Yeah. Skyrim I miss... was like my first, like, hey, here's these game, like, open world RPG adventure games. Play this. And I was like, what is it? What are you? And then my entire life changed. <laughs> I miss midnight releases. I, I think it's an under... I, like, I get it. Like, haha, yeah, you get it virtually online. But, like, also in the same vein that, like, I enjoy collecting, like, having physical media. Like, I don't mean to sound like a boomer, but, like, people who are, like... 
there was just a fun thing of like the anticipation of like a game coming out, going to meet up with all with everybody at the local you know GameStop or whatever, wherever you went, and getting that. There was a, a fun thing like just like manuals and video games. Like some of that stuff was just cool, and I uh, I feel like it, it's a little bit of a lost art. I would I liked the idea of midnight releases, but you know, so they said there's nothing like opening a brand new game. No, I mean that's that's true, and uh, it's it's fun, and it's just uh, you don't get the same thing just downloading it but i get it is convenient and it, i'm all for increased accessibility uh i just i don't support a move away fully from physical media and i really hope that they don't do that and honestly um uh, may said fat princess was fun uh, kids used to call me that in high school but i don't i don't really know what um what, what you're referencing um so with that said i'm gonna move on to my pick for ps3 which really doesn't require that much it's the last of us um it just one of the best games ever made it's an incredible emotional journey and i didn't even play it on ps3 when i played it for the first time which is funny um i actually played it on ps4 but it's it's a ps3 game so it, that's where it deserves to go um it was kind of unlike anything else at the time when it came out the story is incredible the gameplay is really good it just overall it's it's a fantastic game and we've talked about it ad nauseum it was in the top eight of our best games of all time bracket like Last of Us 1 and 2. 2 is great, and, and I know, obviously, Last of Us Part 1 just recently came out, and, and I'm not super in favor of them charging $70 for it, but because I don't think it's, you know, that different of a uh, game experience. But, again, another topic for a different show. But, yeah, Last of Us, just a fantastic game, and I think probably the best PS3, definitely the best PS3 exclusive title, without a doubt. I think that goes without saying. Um, but the game will, will kind of hold up, I think. It just It's it's a journey. It's a, it's a story, it's a journey, and it's extremely fun, so... For sure. Mm, moving on to the next one. It is PS4, naturally. And you have uh, selected... Sorry, I'm waiting. Oh, that's <laughs> right. You're watching on a delay. I, I can't... Like, what is just... um, mine is Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so this is also another game that I consider to be, like, in my overall best games of all time. Um, this one was surprising because it's a brand new IP from Sony at the time. And um, already I was just like, oh, like woman protagonist. Cool. Like bow and arrow. Cool. Because as with Skyrim, like that's a mechanic I really enjoy in games if it's done well. Um, Horizon was very surprising. So Horizon's a very good open world. Um, they have their mechanics nailed down. It's a really cool concept. Um, I'm not going to spoil it. Just a, somehow scenario you haven't played this game yet. Um, but you're in a tribal, like, primitive civilization, but yet there's, like, very advanced machines, so all the animals are machines, there's still, like, birds and, like, small game and stuff, but, um, yeah, just, like, giant fucking, like, crocodiles, like, horses, but they're all machines, um, and, yeah, the premise of the game is kind of just, like, figuring out who you are and figuring out what's going on with the world, because there's, a fucking, something's wrong here, you got really advanced and really primitive, um, and where the story goes is just, like, one of my favorite stories that I've experienced in a game. It gets kind of, like, science-y with, like, how things got to be there, and I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it's just, like, one of my favorite stories, and the sequel expanded and continued that. Um, but Horizon Zero Dawn's still just, like, a very good start to, like, a new IP, and I definitely recommend everyone plays it. If it's not your type of game, you don't like doing the giant open world, you don't like going to collect all the things you don't need to put it on story mode, run through the story missions. It's absolutely worth your time. Okay, Horizon. Uh, ironically, what our show, well, one half of what our show name is based on, 
Um, so this one didn't come as a shock to me. Uh, much like I would imagine that mine is not going to come like much of a shock. But, again, I technically broke the rules, but the rules were loosely established. I did have a cross selection here because I can't bring myself to pick between these two. Yeah, there's so many. Uncharted 4 and Persona 5 Royal. Uh, it, like, Uncharted 4 is just... Uh, I adore the Uncharted series. I, I, I've So much so that I thought about, like, going back and playing through it again. It's just that's that's a lot of time, and I want to experience new games. But I think Uncharted 4 is, is the best game in the series. It's Lost Legacy definitely is great. It, it's just that, you know, it's not a full-fledged game in the same sense, right? Like, I love it. I think it's amazing. I recommend everybody play it. But when you compare the two, it's just not as, as full-fledged. And, and Royal is... I think probably the best video game I've personally ever played ever. So it's hard to pick between the two. And, and obviously like persona, you play persona, like as long as it's a game you like and you're into it changes your personality almost like now it doesn't change your personality, but you become a fan of persona. Like everything like you, you, you know, I have, I have merch, I have t-shirts, whatever. Like I persona is just such a fun, incredibly enjoyable game and i couldn't pick between the two because realistically speaking these are both at the absolute top of the list for ps4 um and horizon's up there too i'm sure it's just i i haven't i've seen gameplay i haven't played it so i can't you know comment on that mm -hmm. it's definitely what i want to play um you know that and god of war have been on my watch list for a long time and it's just you know, God of War got the pick first because there's a new one coming out. And the thing about Horizon that throws me off personally in terms of my apprehension to start playing it is the fact that it's like this massive open world game. And I just don't... I, I just I, don't let that stop you. Literally put it on the story easy mode and you can literally just run through the story missions. You don't have to do the rest. So it doesn't... Is it like Red Dead Redemption 2 where it's like it just... It, it, you can't just like play through a linear story. You kind of have to like... Like God of War no, is... No, I just said over... you can do that. No, no, I'm I know. I mean, well, you're saying put it on easy, but I just... Do the story ones. Because I feel They're like... just okay. missions. Missions, I mean. okay. Because that, that's been my biggest turnoff with the game is like I don't want to sit there and have to put 80 hours into... And I'm, I'm being dramatic, but I don't want to put that much time into it and have to just do all this open world the stuff. But easy the story difficulty makes it so you don't need to do all that extra stuff and what you have available to you from progressing through the story mission should be enough. Okay. All right. And well, who knows, you might be like, wow, this is really cool and you want to keep doing more. So that's Maybe. I, it's definitely... I, I noticed that with God of War too, like as I'm playing through it, like there's certain different things you can do, a little like collecting things on the side. And I'm like, oh, this is all really cool. It's just like... I don't have the time, you know, um, but I definitely want to play it. Oh, Roy, thanks for joining us. Or or if you're just ch chiming in for the first time, um, said just, just play, play it. it. It's definitely one thing that I want to do, um, And but it's it's definitely, if it was this year, I'd be surprised. I think with, with the gaming time that I have, with the show and everything else, it's finding time to sit down and devote that much time into it. But maybe if I play it, I'll stream it or something on the, on the channel as a bonus content and, and people can hang out and I... I I gotta imagine it's one of those games that you're not gonna be as invested in story-wise as you are just like the playthrough experience. So, but uh, we will see. Uh, all right, PS Five. Very. And I don't new. have a graphic for this one. <laughs> oop, 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 oop. Okay. So I don't need to wait for it because I no, you don't. was very indecisive and decided very last minute what I was gonna say for this one. Um, I don't. It, it took me like all day. I think because every single playstation exclusive that actually like came out since like for the ps5 i wasn't including like um remasters or ports or anything um everything's been like pretty comparable in quality i think everything's been like pretty fucking good 
if you've played them all. So, like, they have Horizon Forbidden West. Um, Astro's Playroom comes with the PS5, and if you have one and haven't played that, what are you doing? It's a very good platformer. It takes you through PlayStation's game history, which is really cool, and it really showcases the DualSense controller in a way that you wouldn't even realize is possible because not all developers use it. Um, but my pick for this one was going to be uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I think that it could have been a, someone's pick for the PS4 because like what they did with that game was like they took Spider-Man and they fucking made a game that would be the best way to play Spider-Man. They obviously, they put him in New York City, which is where he belongs anyway, but just, like, the way they designed that game is, like, it's not, like, some bullshit, like, Marvel's Avengers, where you're just, like, spamming a button and you just have, like, punches and stuff. Like, you're literally, the game was designed for you to play Spider-Man, swing through the city, um, really cool story, a really emotional story. I did, like, end up sobbing at one point, so if you're, like, you cry during a Spider-Man game, go play it, you'll see why. Um, but no, yeah, they did it really well. Um, Insomniac's a fucking beast. Um, so when they made Miles Morales, they pretty much just redid that, gave Miles his own story, and Miles has his own moveset. If you know him from the comics, he has, like, some invisible thing, and maybe he's electric, I forget now. Um, but his story's also really cool, and, um, yeah, they, they know what they're doing, so I definitely would give it to Miles. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I've, I started playing the OG Spider-Man, I didn't get around to Miles, uh, it looked cool. Like I said, for PS5, it's just, there's, there's just not a lot of exclusive, there's just not a lot of stuff yet on it, which is interesting, and, and Yeah, again, I did really want to say Cyberpunk, but I didn't want to be yelled at. Because <laughs> I mean, Cyberpunk I, I... also deserves a bunch of recognition and i played it on ps5 where it actually worked so <laughs> i wouldn't have yelled at you because i don't know i i only know what people say about the game and i while i well it did get a bad rap at first uh it does seem like they fixed a lot of that and i'm all of the mindset that like you know you can criticize the way it was handled or whatever and that's probably a fair criticism but at the, at the end of the day like if they've made it better people that are just not going to play it out of spite like that's just not who, who are you really you're not doing any favors for anyone you know, and so it's just kind of like I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't do it for me, but um, that's here nor there. But yeah. I went I with think Demon's by the time oh, sorry, this gen's done. Sorry, I was no. gonna say by, by the time this gen's done, I think it's easy for us to know our favorites from each because we've had the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> like we know true. what our favorites are. I've, well, by the end of it, God knows what we're gonna say. Maybe God of War Ragnarok. Maybe Wolverine. Who knows? <laughs> maybe if Wolverine ever comes out, it's um, coming out. Isn't it? Didn't it get delayed? Or am I thinking of a different no. one? I thought it got no, delayed. No, this was Something a game that was like, hey, we're making it, but like they were like pretty early in production still. Fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah, I honestly like I haven't played a lot of PS5 exclusive titles, and I mean, I guess technically I could pick a non-PS5 exclusive title, but there's not even enough of those that have come out that are like substantially better on on next gen that I've played. Um, so really, the only PS5 games that I've played, uh, I've played Elden Ring on PS5. Doesn't really count. I guess it could, but I don't think it does. Um, is Demon Souls and Astro's Playroom, which is really fun, actually. Uh, PS5 has a really nifty controller. Um, I like it a lot, and a lot of what it can do is super cool. Um, but Demon Souls is really the only thing I've played, and even that I, I only played a couple of hours of. But I mean, it's it's incredible. It's a from it's a Souls game. It's a beautiful remaster, sort of remake of that. Um, and it's one I want to go back to, especially after playing Elden Ring. But I just don't like to play too many games of that nature, like back to back, because then I get burnt out on it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a cop out pick. But I wanted to pick something I've played, and there aren't many options on on PS5 that I've played. So. Um, that's what I went with here was uh, Demon Souls. Okay, we're rounding out here. We've got a we're we're moving in. We're, we skipped Xbox because Nicole doesn't have a ton of like hands-on experience with Xbox in general, and I 
don't really have any favorites on Xbox, so we just kind of made the joint decision to skip that entirely. Um, but we did go Xbox 360, uh, and I will say, Nicole did not have anything for this. Um, I believe what she actually said was, um, PlayStation is superior, or, oh no, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I muted my mic, ah. sorry. Um, I know what I said was I did put something for Xbox yeah. 360 yeah, yeah. and it was PlayStation better. <laughs> yeah, see, I couldn't allow that slander because, because you see 360 is an incredible, it, 360 might be Xbox's best work up, up until the Series X. I mean, there's a lot of really good games on there. Um, now I am, listen, this is so sad. I am so sorry. I didn't own this one. And even if I did. There's, I just, I have, I got nothing. <laughs> I grew up with this. Halo 3 is my favorite by far. It, it's like, it's like if I were to rank the games like here, it's going to be like Halo 3 would be number one. And then the next one would be like 20 notches down before I even picked one. Um, I've put more hours into this game than I've put into any other game ever, probably. Um, it still holds up well, like literally to this day. I mean, if you play like Master Chief Collection, I know it's technically not on 360 in that same regard, but it's the same game at, at its core. And uh, I, I, I own, I've shown it off before, I literally own every single, like, physical Halo release, like, I have all the 360 ones, like, everything here, it's really, like, what sparked a love of gaming for me, I remember playing Halo with friends, like, my dad and his friends would come over, and me and my friends would be downstairs, and we'd, like, link up and play split screen on the, like, online on the TVs and stuff, um, Halo 3 is just, it, it, it arguably probably is my favorite game, um, ever, and just to shout out a few comments quick, Travman said, gotta be Guitar Hero 3 or Assassin's Creed 2, and Zay said, Halo 3 was incredible, I still have the Legendary Edition with Chief's Helmet, I would love that, I don't have all the Special Editions yet, unfortunately, they're, some of them are wicked hard to find, um, but, I would, I would, yeah, I would say Guitar Hero, <laughs> Guitar Hero is really fun too, um, but I mean, it was also on PS2, right? Like, well, I guess, yeah, yeah I mean, I guess it kind of came we out. Played a Guitar Hero I don't think it's too hot of a take, game. realistically speaking, to say that Halo 3 is the best Xbox 360 game yeah, ever. Yeah, Halo like, Infinite's the first Halo I played, but I know how is, big Halo was for people. Infinite is a letdown for me in a lot of ways, and I don't think you'll find anybody that was yeah. more excited for that game than me. The multiplayer mode was really fun for the first month or so, and then they just didn't update it. Like, I think just a month ago they updated the game. So I found the, the campaign to be super boring, yep. and it was even worse because they couldn't do play it with somebody. Yep, that's a huge issue. It's been a big selling point of Halo. And honestly, before Infinite came out, I started at Halo 1, and this was like literally beginning of this year, end of last year. I started at Halo 1 and replayed through everything up through four and i was like holy shit i'm having so much fun like even playing halo 3's campaign again from start to finish it's just such a fun and master chief is like like if you don't like halo you don't like halo like that's fine but like if you do like halo and you are someone who grew up with halo it the game is still just incredibly fun and halo 3 still stands the test of time as a like it's literally still fun it's still good i would rather go play halo 3 online right now than play master uh infinite realistically um, and I think that's great. And Gears of War 2, yeah, the finishing this fight, like, the Warthog run towards the end of Halo 3 after you fight the the high, the Grave Mind or whatever, like, it's just, it's just hype. It's still hype. If a game can still have that type of impact 15 years after coming out, it's just, like, that should say enough about it. And honestly, I tend to agree with you. I think the 360 as a whole is not anything crazy. Like, it had some cool games. It had Xbox Arcade, which was neat. But Halo 3 makes it a console that I think just, it, deserves the attention and appreciation so alan wait i know something really weird what 
So my most recent notification on Twitter is mm. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania Morgana DLC via PSN. You get Morgana in the Monkey Ball. I knew that, but it's actually really cool. that It's weird that it Isn't showed that you that after we just talked about it also. Yeah, Cheap Ass Gamer. I have my alerts on for them for deals and stuff, yeah. and that was the most recent thing they tweeted. Like, what are the odds? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I Oblivion's another one. Elder Scrolls Oblivion, too. I think it's the best Elder Scrolls, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah Oblivion. it's tough to play if you try now. That's well, I mean, Skyrim's probably similar, but it, Oblivion may be the best Elder Scrolls, realistically. I have heard that. I wish I played it when it wasn't, there like, was. terrible nowadays. May I mention Fusion Frenzy? I actually played that recently at my dad's house. It's on Game Pass. It's just kind of a goofy, fun game. that it Like, it looks like shit, but but it's still very fun. Uh, it's kind of a wacky, it's a party game, and you like, I don't know if you ever played it growing up, but it was actually kind of fun. Uh, I don't know what, what was, t uh, I don't know what Zay said was terrible. What, what are you saying is terrible? I don't know what you're referencing. Maybe? I, I said Fusion Friendly looks terrible physically, like the graphics have not aged well, but the game itself is still fun. Oh, yeah, she's a Skyrim fanboy, so it's different. Like, she's she's very unwilling to acknowledge the fact that it may not be the best Elder Scrolls. Dude, game. go for Skyrim 360. Get your connect and Fruso doll with your voice. <laughs> now that sounds cool. <laughs> I used to have a connect. You corrected terrible, but you didn't spell it wrong. Oh, I see what you're removing the question mark. I got you. Yeah, I, I, I had a connect, but uh, then I took an arrow to the knee, you know? That's what Skyrim was good for was memes. Um, all right, so uh, we have a couple left. So let's uh, let's dig yeah, Xbox we are One. A long, but we'll yeah, I had a feeling it was. I don't really happen. have much to say for the rest, so you know I'll just yeah, we'll we'll like, wrap it up kind of kind of quick, and that's it's kind of like our uh, quote unquote season finale before we move into Halloween stuff, starting with next week's show. So it's sort of fitting, um, and we have some really cool stuff. I don't know if you want. We, maybe we can special guest. Yes, I we have two special guests. Maybe well, maybe three actually, technically. Um, we're as high we demand. So, we yeah, right? right. This is the thing. I mean, we're uh, top performing in Germany, and that's just important. Um, the Germans love us. Uh, all right, so moving on. Uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. We just kind of put those together. Series X doesn't really have a lot of exclusives, and, and Xbox One still has stuff being made for it. So you can just kind of put those together. So go ahead, and if you want to just briefly touch on yours. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry for my answer. <laughs> I was looking through my Xbox today and I was just like, oh, I was like, there is nothing that stood out to me as like, oh, this is an Xbox game. Anything that I was looking at was stuff on Game Pass that was like a third party game that just happened to have me play. Hey, thanks for the follow Radioactive. Um, and Disney Dreamlight Valley is um, in early access or open beta right now and it's free for Game Pass and it's what I've been putting a bunch of my time into. So I picked it. Um Obviously, you could say Halo, Forza, all, like, the other actual good games, but um, <laughs> I got the Xbox One at the end of its life cycle, and then I have the Xbox One S now that I pretty much just use for Game Pass stuff, but, yeah, Disney Dreamlight Valley is a nice mix between Animal Crossing and um, Sims, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun if you're a Disney person. It pretty much takes all of the bad mechanics of Animal Crossing and makes them better as far as quality of life and just making it a better experience, and then you have the added bonus of like befriending and talking to disney people yeah uh i don't know anything about it uh, i know it's new and it's exciting for people i mean the animal crossing stuff just doesn't really do it for me but that's just me personally I'm i just saying. i get it's i get bored time. it's it's really fun at first i just get bored and i need something to maintain my interest because small brain adhd 
Um, yeah, this one I'm, has quests, which is cool, so I think you'd have a better time paying attention to this one. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're liking it. I like that about Cult of the Lamb. Obviously, that was fun, too. Um, I won't spend too much time on this. I've talked about this game so much on the show already, but Hades was my pick. And I know it wasn't exclusive to this. It was on PC, and it eventually came out on Switch. This game is just one of my favorite games ever, period, and I had to get it on here somewhere, whether it was sort of a squeeze-in or not. Um, I played it on Xbox Series X, and it runs beautifully. I mean, it obviously, like, it runs well on anything that isn't the Switch, probably. Um, but, I mean, this game is just phenomenal. I honestly would recommend this game to almost anybody. Uh, and honestly, if people were like, pick one game that you want to recommend to somebody to play, I think Hades would be the pick. Um, not because I like it better than certain things like Persona and whatnot, but because it's, it's just, it's easier to get into, it's less of a time sink, and it's just a game that I think overall people will really, really enjoy. And a roguelite with a story that's actually enjoyable, and the music, and I can sit there and talk about Hades forever, but it's just amazing. Do yourself a favor if you haven't played it and play the game, it's super worth, and it's not super, I mean, it's challenging, but it's not, you know, if I can beat it, you can beat it. So, that's sort of my my mentality on that um yeah and just to sort of wrap up with the last couple that we have here um we've got two left we've got the game boy advance which of course uh, this is kind of game boy advance game boy sp whatever like kind of putting it together it was pretty open for picks here um and for nicole you want to tell us about <laughs> your picks um, I picked the best games ever. <laughs> These are very much rooted in nostalgia for me, and like uh, I looked up when they came out, and I was literally six and seven years old, so keep that in mind. Um, and when I was looking up dogs today, I found an article by somebody just absolutely shitting on it, and this was like done in 2019, which I found to be hilarious. Um, but yeah, dogs is very basic. You play as a little person, you adopt a dog, and then you play like a dog simulation. You wake up, you train your dog, you do things with your dog. And then the game abruptly ends and it's really sad, but I've had so much time playing that game and had a lot of fun with it. And then uh, Disney's Brother Bear, great adaptation for that if you ever watched the movie, which is an underrated Disney movie that they kind of just abandoned. But uh, again, kind of like the original Donkey Kong Country, it was just a side-scroller, you played as the bear and little brother, and you could, like, switch between the two to, like, get different things done to move on. Um, but yeah, those are just games that I played a lot of time in, and they're probably, they're definitely not the best games on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, they were just my favorites. Yeah, uh, I, honestly, I thought Dogs was what you were talking about when you typed dogs. I didn't know dogs was a thing. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and Brother Bear, I remember the movie, I can't speak to the game, but I will say Game Boy Advance did have a lot of titles like that, um, yeah. based on movies, and some of them weren't, some of them weren't bad, so, uh, mm. mine's not gonna shock anyone, I've talked about it again, just sort of ad nauseum, Pokemon Emerald is, in my opinion, just top tier, it's Pokemon at, almost at its best, um, and it's, it's just a great, great game, I put so many hours into this game on Game Boy that I broke, I wore out my battery, and I couldn't, like, my, my day settings wouldn't work anymore like night and day because i used to go in and change the time so you could hatch your eggs faster and stuff uh, but emerald was i played with friends link cables all that stuff it's an incredibly good game uh frank thinks that phil collins is the man well did he do the soundtrack for brother bear is that i want to know uh probably That's i don't know tarzan i guess so now i'm curious yeah but... no but phil collins did tarzan no no i know that and and tarzan is uh Frankenstein yeah, said yes. Did, did, oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yep. Yeah, okay. So I, I like Phil. I'm gonna let my cat in really quick. She's okay, meowing. Go ahead. 
Um, so yeah, Emerald is it for me. Uh, just again, it, there's a lot of good Game Boy Advance games, but I can't not going to comment on ones that I didn't play. So that's just sort of my um, my mentality on this here. And for our final just one, we trying have... to break my door down. The cat. Yeah, I opened it and she was she was like up on the door and like she's she's trying to get in. She wants a fat. Has she been quieter at least? Oh yeah, she's she's well more adjusted. There Uh, you go. It's been a week and you can actually sleep now. Um, okay. So your final. Oh my god, she's so cute. I can't even. She's so so surprised. She's like, why are you picking me up? What are you doing? Put me the fuck down. That's pretty much. I didn't sign up for this. All right, so DS slash 3DS, pretty much anything from those. 3DS and other console, especially handheld, that just deserves a whole lot of love. Um, you guys may notice that we skipped PSP, Vita, but we didn't have a lot of experience with those. And again, we just didn't want to talk about stuff we weren't skilled with. So, Nicole, go ahead and give us your uh, your your pick here. Yeah, I definitely played a bunch of games on DS, but I remember spending a lot of time with Pokemon Diamond. And then my brother had Pearl, so that was like a fun thing that we could do together. Um, I really liked it when I was, when this came out, they had the cool, like, base building aspect where you could, like, have a little cave and, like, buy little pokey dolls or, like, pokey plushies at every, uh, um, what are they called? Stores? Pokestops? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> um, and then you could have, your cave would have, like, a little Pikachu and all that, so I found that really fun as a kid. And then they had, like, the mining game, too, where you could, like, dig for fossils and stuff, um, on top of it just being, like, a fun, uh, Pokemon game that was just one that I spent a lot of time on. Yeah, and mine is, uh, again, another Pokemon game. That is... It went po- back to the NES, by the way. Did it? Oh, hold on a second. Sorry. Uh, po- yeah, it's because I was tweaking something, and it got it got messed well, up. Now memory unlocked. Same. On game- oh, a Powerpuff Girl game on Game Boy Color all the time, as Ori said, and then Radioactive said, well, memory unlocked. Same. I played one that was on PS1, which maybe was the same game, but it was a, it was a good one. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember too much about Powerpuff Girls, but I don't know what happened there. It got completely thrown off, and that's that's because I... You know what happened? You want me to tell you what happened real quick in two seconds? I, I set this up, and I hotkeyed everything so I could quickly pop things on and off the screen, but I accidentally dual hotkeyed something, so when I hit one button, it triggers two separate things in the system, and it's I can't fix it live, so I just have had to sort of deal with it, but that's that's what's going on there. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast later, you won't have to deal with this, but if you're, uh, if you're live, you've seen it, so... You know. Um, anyway, uh, Pokemon Soul Silver is mine. It's the best Pokemon game ever made. Some people will tell you that Black is better. Um, I will tell you that they are wrong. I just think that overall, Soul Silver is probably everything you could want in a Pokemon game, and it it's just. I mean, that's really all there is to it. It's extremely fun and really good. And <laughs> the cat is now the focus. No one's listening to me anymore. They're all just looking <laughs> at the cat. They're like, why is he still saying words? Look, she's absolutely adorable. It's the official mascot of the channel. Apparently, I spelled the name wrong, but she was a pretty big hit on TikTok when I posted the clip. Um, but yeah, that's that's mine. It's Soul Silver, and it's a, just a really good uh, a really good game as a whole. So that is uh, that is where we are at with that. And uh, so yeah, we we ran pretty long, obviously. Um, at, you know, which we expected. Um, we almost had a guest on tonight's show, but I didn't think we'd be able to fit it in time-wise, and it looks like that was the right call. Yes. Um, just because of how things went. So, so to wrap this up here, um, 
what's we're gonna move right into our what's on the horizon segment kind of talk about what's yeah. on what's on the horizon um so just tell us sort of what where are you at in the upcoming uh in the upcoming week anything you got your uh your yeah um grounded left early access so if you pay attention to xbox at all it's one of their new um ips it's pretty much like a honey i shrunk the kids um survival game so you're just like shrunk down children like living in your backyard trying to survive like bail the base don't get killed by spiders the whole bit <laughs> um so i want to try that with my friend because they have a whole story and all that and it's co-op so um i'll be looking forward to trying that out um and then yeah the same stuff you know watch she hulk weekly keep up with game of thrones house of the dragon um what else oh i just finished plague tale that was a very good game. I highly recommend it. It took me like 15 hours, I think, maybe a little more. Um, and I played it looking for some stuff too, so it took me a little longer. Um, and I finished Toem. So yeah, I've done a lot. <laughs> Toem was a short uh, PlayStation Plus game um, that I also recommend. It was only like four hours long. My cat's eating my hair. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's what I'm up to. What about you? <laughs> so I am uh, obviously still kind of playing through God of War, as I've said a thousand times. I am caught up on She-Hulk. It's fantastic. I really like it a lot. Um, I am very much... Uh, I've started getting into the spooky season a little bit, started watching some horror movies. I want to catch up on some stuff. I'm watching Fear Street right now, uh, which is the Netflix trilogy of movies that came out, like I think it was two years ago. We're not done yet, but it's absolutely great. I highly recommend it. Um, also watch Scream. Uh, and the new Halloween movie comes out in like two weeks, so I'm, I'm really pumped for that. So I'm starting to kind of shift into that, and as you know, I'm going to be traveling for work, so I don't think I'm going to have too much video game time, unfortunately, during that period, and uh, you know, that's a little bit of a bummer, but I'm pretty excited uh, to kind of get into the season and, and maybe even play a horror game. I thought about finding something to stream, uh, but yeah, Halloween's big for me, and uh, on that mention... I want to give you guys a preview of our upcoming slate for the month of October. I will say that this is not fully set in stone yet, but these are loosely the topics we're going to be looking at. And uh, I'm really pumped about all of it. So we are going to do a show pretty much dedicated entirely to horror movies with a special guest that will be announced shortly. Um, maybe talking about some of our favorites, upcoming things. The guest, you know, knows a lot about horror, so we'll give them the platform to talk um, we're going to do a show about horror games, scary games, Halloween games, and really anything that kind of falls into that, into that banner. Um, also with a guest. And then, um, whether it's, uh, I don't know how we're going to work this other one out here. Um, this one, another guest that is a good friend of mine personally, has a horror podcast, um, going to join us to talk their take on horror. We, we thought about having two guests on at once, but time-wise, that just feels like it takes away from those guests having an opportunity to share their opinions, and I'm sure that the horror movies that come up and the different topics of conversation uh, will likely vary, so we can get these discussion topics with different guests. And, of course, one I'm probably most excited about, which was fully Nicole's idea, and I'm really pumped. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, is a candy draft. So, in other words, we are going to draft almost like we were drafting like a fantasy football team with a large pool of Halloween candy, and we're going to each draft our own sort of candy ranking sort of thing. I don't know the exact specifics of how it'll yeah. work out yet. We have – it's this is the reason it was very loosely kind of defined here. Um, but that's, that's on the horizon, uh, and that one will be obviously probably closest to Halloween – um, I think that we're going to do a costume for that as well, probably dressed up, and I'm pumped about it. More details on that, like, if you guys are following us on socials, you'll see, obviously, like, we'll post that up and, and know there's more, but that's what's on the slate for us. We will definitely be, one of our podcasts will be moved from Wednesday, uh, probably not this week, but the week after, um, so just something to, um, 
keep in mind uh it'll probably be like a friday night show at some point so things to keep in mind but that's on the horizon spooky season is with us i'm really excited and hopefully you guys are too um nicole appears to be frozen um i don't know what happened she froze on me uh hopefully you guys can still hear me yeah maybe a tier list uh, that's just going to be a fun show just kind of a silly halloweening you know costume talking about candy and if you guys are interested also i might joint stream this on the channel um on my youtube channel every year we do a halloween special last year we did the worst halloween candy so me and some friends bought just objectively the worst halloween candy that we could find and made a we ate it live and and it was you know she did freeze happy she looks very like meh what's going on um, so there'll be more details on the Halloween special that I'm doing on YouTube as well. And it might be a joint stream, um, but we're going to do, uh, all kinds of pumpkin spice flavored crap that probably shouldn't be pumpkin spice flavored and talking about that. Um, I can't hear her either, but we are, I'm going to wrap this up. I just wanted to let you guys know. So make sure you're following us on stuff. Our weekly giveaways will continue. So if you just joined us for the first time for that, I hope you stick around. If you don't, then best of luck to all of you. Uh, she left, which is going to throw the camera up now. Um, there'll be a list of candy, and I think it's probably going to be on the day. We're going to draft it live. Um, and this is a good evidence of why uh, you should probably have a PC instead of a Mac, because these things don't happen. Uh, but that's what's up for us. I'm extremely pumped. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I lost my entire left side. I'm all right now. Uh, but yeah, so I'm pumped. This is going to be a lot of fun for us guys. Just thanks so much. Everyone who's listened and supported us. Like this is the ninth episode. So this is almost over two months of us doing this now. And we started it for fun and we've actually seen some really fucking cool traction. So seriously, like, thank you. And on behalf of both of us to everyone and, uh, we're, you know, big things to come. We are very close to affiliate. We will hopefully be affiliate by the next time we do a show, um, which means we'll have bits and people can sub if they want to sub and all of that. So Thank you so much for all of it. We love you. You guys are awesome. And yeah, be sure to subscribe. Check out Nicole's channel. She's still doing spooky stream with friends and everything. So follow her. All the details are there. Um, and to our friends in Germany, I mean, thank you. Because honestly, we just we couldn't be where we are without you. Thanks so much for watching, guys. I'll catch you next time. Uh, likely will be a stream at some point uh, for Beyond the Horizons at some point this week. So I can get our last affiliate. So stay tuned for that. You should get notifications. You guys rock. We'll talk to you soon.